creating and rekindling memories. NHR. Oh, I love that. Love that to bits. That is called Everything uh, Everything They Said Was True, the brand new single from Mr. Steve Steinman. I'm very, very pleased uh, to say I've got the man on the other end of the phone. Good morning, Steve. How are you doing? Good morning. How are you? I'm not too bad. At I, as soon as I heard that record, I, I thought, Oh, that that is that is just class. It's just class. So, really? um, let's uh, let me. T- oh, by the way, how how, how are you this morning? Because I know that you you got two on yesterday in yeah. Doncaster uh, for the tour. Yeah. How are you feeling this morning? Oh, I feel like I've run a marathon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't blame two you. Shows I mean, in one day. Oh, I, I, and the shows—they're just so high energy um, yeah. as well. So we'll talk about them yeah. a little bit later on. But for, uh, we've, we first came to know you, I suppose, from appearing on Stars in Their Eyes, singing Dead Ringer for Love. Um, with all that's happened since, and with your massively successful theatre and arena shows, you must be probably the most successful person to have appeared on that show. Um, possibly yes. Um, I, I seem to be the only one who's come out of it with a, a massive career and touring the world and, and and so forth. And now with all my original music doing so well and getting a number one album. And uh, yeah, I, I, I suppose I could be. Yeah, I must look it up. Yeah, well, I, I know that there was um, there was a Freddie Mercury uh, stars in the rise. Who's um, is, it, is it Gary Mullen? I think it might be Gary Mullen. Um, yeah, I know Gary, yeah. Yeah, yeah he and, does very well, yeah. He does a lot in America, and yeah, he, he does do very well, yeah. How, how, are, how are you doing? How do you do in America, anyway? Do, uh, have you sort of broke it over there, or, or what? Because... We don't, no. Me, Meatloaf, uh, music was never that big in America. He's, really? he's, he's Believe it or not, his biggest country was England and Australia, and then it was Europe into Germany and that. So we, we, stay, we stay in England, we go to Europe. Um, we are talking about going to australia now um with the show um so you know the, the it's all things are opening up a little bit but i'm so busy in the uk i've not really needed to spread new wings much further we, we i do 120 shows a year uh, or, or i did before lockdown that was incredible <laughs> to not work um but then something great came out of lockdown with the album and then working with john parr for everything she said was true and and having Meatloaf's blessing to do the song because it was written for him yeah. in 1982. So amazingly for me to know, I did it last night. I do it on the show now. We, we do it every night. And um, it's just a, a great feeling. Uh, and, and then even more poignant now, you know, now he's not here. It's yeah. like, wow, this, this is, yeah, I get a little shiver myself when I sing it every night. It's It's such a, it's such an amazing song, and and to do it live is fantastic. And the audience reaction is, we do it at the end of the night, and it's always a standing ovation. It's uh, it's fantastic. Now you you say you you sort of received uh, sort of you know the the sort of thing from from Meatloaf to actually record that because as you say, John Paul wrote it for Meatloaf. Meatloaf didn't uh, record it and gave yeah. you his blessing. Um, so. Um, I mean, how did that happen? Did, did sort of you have to contact Meatloaf to ask to do it, or, or how, did, how did you get the blessing? Or, wh- well, funnily enough, John, John, it was it must have been four years ago. He came to watch a show in Doncaster. John lives in Doncaster, and um, he's friends with Lorraine Crosby, uh, who sings with me in the show. Who sang on anything for love? Yeah. So John came to the show, loved what I was doing, loved my voice, and and that was pretty much it. And then over the next 
period of a year or two, we, we kept in touch and he was saying, oh, what am I doing? What's happening? You know, and I sent him my album. Absolutely loved Leap of Faith, uh, loved all the songs and loved the way I can I tell a story in a song. Um, and then I just got a, a message out of the blue. He gave me a call and said, look, I've got a song here. If you, do, do you want to try it? Do you want to have a go at it? Uh, I wrote it for Meatloaf back in 82 when me and Meatloaf were together working on an album. Would you like to do it? It never got recorded by Meatloaf. And I thought, oh my God, yeah, 100%. So he sent me the song. I got together with my guys. We we rearranged some of the uh, track because it was very 80s sound. We had a lot of electric keyboards and things. So we, we brought it to what we think up to a up to date, as it were, with the, the, the guitar sounds have changed and piano sounds have changed really weirdly. God, I say piano sounds. Piano sounds always been piano, but getting rid of those synthesizers was the key. Uh, and we rearranged it, sent it to Johnny, loved it, and and we 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 said, well, look, look let's just hold on to it. I just released my album. I said, well, hold on to it. We'll put it on the next album. And then Meatloaf passes away, and I think, you know, we need to. I think we should release this now. And dedicate this song to meatloaf you know um and, and that's what we do uh it, it's on pre-order now on amazon and itunes and you can uh actually download it now and then it'll be out on the 5th of may wow now that li- life could uh, uh, i mean it could have been very different for you couldn't it because if you'd not oh, gone yeah. on that show uh i mean you were quite a successful chef because you you got your own restaurant and everything yeah. in manchester weren't you yeah it was it, weird my life took, you know, you get to a fork in the road and I went I went completely down the one I wasn't meant to go down, if you get what I'm saying. My father died when I was young and then uh, I took over uh, a family. Uh, it was, it, for, for better of a word, it was a pub. It was back in the day when pubs, as we know them, didn't do food. It was just a pub. And and then I grew that pub and I built a restaurant on the side and I built a hotel there. And it, it just, the food side of it just took off. It was when food was just becoming gastro. Pubs were just starting to cook food within, within the premises. It was something the breweries never liked because they always thought that if you're eating, you're not drinking. And, and, and it was always a bit of a taboo with breweries back in the day. But now, obviously, breweries love food and restaurants. They, they can see the profit in it. And then we hit a very tough time in the 90s, uh, and, and I had to sell up, and it just things was... I mean, people talk about interest rates now. I remember when I um, was running the restaurant, it was 17% interest rates. And people of an age, younger age, they, they'll never know that. They never They never saw that. And, and and I laugh now at the percentage rate. They're creeping up a little bit now, aren't they? I yeah. said, if they yeah. ever get to seventeen percent, I'm retiring. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm not going through that one again. Uh, so it was a very tough time in the early nineties, ninety two, ninety three, ninety four. That kind of period. It was very, very tough. Um, and I used to have to take. I had to make a choice, um, a life choice, really, and and uh, a survival choice. And and I and I'd started performing in my restaurant and we had a function suite and we'd put bands on and we'd put these touring shows on and they'd come and and i'm always i've always i've always been uh, you know i've always had a bit of fun and i'd get up and do a sound check with the guys for a laugh and and then one of the guys in in, in one of the shows recorded me singing and sent it to stars and rise without me knowing and that's how i ended up on stars and the rise when i still had my restaurant wow 
Now then, we, we've mentioned the touring shows. We've been doing it all, all morning, the touring shows. Uh, they all started 22 years ago with the meatloaf story through Vampire's well, Rock. 30 years ago next year. Wow, that long ago. Yeah, Vampire's Rock is 20 years. Yeah, and then, so, of course, there was... Yeah. This, sorry, carry on, Steve. No, I'm just... Yeah, 30 years. Wow. Yeah, I'm like a 30-year-old overnight success. <laughs> and then, of course, there was the sequel, Ghost Train. Uh, and then, yeah. of course, there's the current show, Anything for, uh, yeah. Anything for Love. But in the yeah. midst of those, there was Bat the Symphony. Now, yeah. you used a 40-piece orchestra on that. I mean, something yeah. you probably wouldn't expect from a rock show. No, but, you know, and I did it so many years. I did it quite, you know, it was a long time ago, and there's quite a lot going about now. It seems to be the thing. There'll be a, there's a, I think there's a Queen Symphony, and there's been, yeah. a, uh, there's been uh, other rock show symphonies about. Uh, Led Zeppelin did one and, and so forth, and... It's, it was it's a thing, and I I tour now when I'm doing Nottingham Arena. I'll bring in I won't bring a symphony, and I'll bring a ten piece string section because it just makes the songs unbelievable. When you when you hear that live string and, and and brass section on some of these epic songs Jim Steinman wrote, it, it just it, it's just I'd love to do it every night, but it's just not feasible, you know. But yeah. That symphony was massive. It was it was unbelievable. What a sound! It was just a wall of sound. It was fantastic. I mean, the songs that Jim Steinman wrote that they, they lent themselves so well uh-huh. uh, to, to an orchestral sound, and especially with them being so theatrical as well. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, they're unbelievable. Um, very, di- you know, very difficult. I, I do the Vampires Rock show. I fly through. I could do a hundred shows, no problem. I come onto the meatloaf and. And my voice suffers then. It's, it's so demanding, um, the level of uh, keys they're in. And I try and keep them as original as possible. Um, we don't drop the keys, and we do them as a record. And most artists will always drop all the keys uh, when they go a live tour because it's to sustain that kind of touring at, at, with the level of keys that the songs are in is very difficult. But we're trying. Um, you know, as I'm getting older, I might have to start dropping these <laughs> keys down a little bit. Well, I tell you, what, I mean, listening to the album, um, t- you know, taking a leap of th- uh, take a leap of faith. Yeah. You listen to all those those albums, and you can tell it's it's not meatloaf, but you can tell that there's yeah. it's meatloaf it's influenced. Um, yeah, and it's nice to hear yeah. your voice. Yeah, I mean, um, I. I you see, when I started doing um, the Anything for Me Love story, um, it was because I, my, it doesn't matter what I sing, I sound, that's how I sound. And I, I don't necessarily try to sound like me. That is how I sound. It's just I have no choice. So when I sing a Meat Love song, there's very similarities. That's why it's worked so well and people love coming to the show. But I don't dress up as Meat Love. I don't pretend to be Meat Love. We are a musical tribute to Jim Steinman and Meatloaf, really. And I think that's what worked in my favour because we don't, you know, there can only be one Meatloaf. Oh, um, yes. and, and, I'm, and I'm not it. Uh, you know, I'm Steve Steinman and, and I'm performing the songs of. And, and that's how we've grown the show uh, over the last sort of 15 years. You know, there's no wigs, there's no red handkerchiefs, there's, there's, there's no American chit-chat. You get Steve Steinman, you get my sense of humour and my comedy, but the production is is huge and looks, and then it sits on an arena stage, and then we'll take that to theatres and 
um, and outdoor festivals, and and it, it, it is. That's why I love now I've got my own music. It's nice to say, well, I've got my own albums, you know, but they were generated off the back of, look, let's make and let's make some songs that have got that gyms. I love telling stories. I want stories. I like, I like, uh, I like that, that side of the music industry, which I don't think you get them storytelling songs yeah. anymore. No, no. And, uh, and what we went for. Yeah, and when when you listen to the original um, Bat Out of Hell album, uh, and you, you hear, and and the song that really takes me back is you took the words right out of my mouth because you've got that story bit before um, it actually com- kicks in, yeah. and there's a there's a, well there was a local DJ called Steve Merrick um, at the time many years ago, uh, and I used to listen to him at night, and he was probably one of the first. It was probably one of the first times I heard the full album version of "You Took the Words Right Out of My Mouth." And you just sit there and your jaw just drops open because of the story within that, you know, three and a half minute song. Uh, It's just such an amazing feat of storytelling. And most Milev songs are like that. And the songs on your album as well. They're all storytelling songs, all of them. Paradise, Paradise, but like they've all got a story. All they all mean something, and that's what's great about when we do the show. It it brings back memories for the people who are sat there. That's what we're there for. We're there to tell a story and to bring back their memories when they first put that album on yeah. in the seventies or the eighties. You know, we have this little joke about some of the audience members, and the, I can see them turning the radio on in their Capri gear or their Escort <laughs> XR2. You know, it, it's a memory. Uh, and that's what these shows are about. Uh, it's nostalgia, uh, and and we try and bring that to the uh, to the stage. And and I think we do. And there's many, many, many people who are in the audience who have obviously seen Meatloaf live, and they can't see him again. He's not yeah. happening. So I'm probably the closest thing of getting that feeling of a live concert of the music they love. And that's that's what it's all about. Definitely, and and it's not just a concert; it's a whole theatre experience. Uh, yeah, yeah. W- w- when you take everything into consideration, it's a theatre show. Uh, and and again, Meatloaf put on a theatre show. I mentioned yeah. you were performing last night in Doncaster. Um, I mean, how do you wind down after a show? Because I imagine that you 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 know, there's such a buzz about yeah. singing those songs that you know w- when you come off stage, you just can't sort of switch off. How do you wind down? Well, you know, I, I, it's it. I've been doing it for so long. You've just got, you know, I was so tired last night, but I just jumped in the car. It wasn't far from me, um, 45 minutes. A lot of the guys would be staying in hotels last night and so forth, but I was just getting in the car, no music on, and I just drive home. And then and last night I just got in. I probably didn't get home too late. It was about 11.30, glass of wine. I just put my feet up, shattered, and and bed. Uh, and I'm, I'm up now. Normally, I would be out racing motorbikes with my son on a Sunday, so I don't ever really wind down. And I wind, start to wind down when I go on holiday, and I have, I have about three to four weeks every year. And after the first week, it's like a combination of all those tours, all those nights, all hit me in one. The phone gets turned off, and I will sleep, and I'll wake up at 12 and 1 o'clock in the afternoon, and I'll go on the beach, and then I soak in all that uh, relaxation in that three weeks, and then I step off again on the next tour. And that's what seems to happen with me. Um, I, I, I'm very, I do all the production, I do all the touring. We have my own office. I, I run the office. I run all the trucking. I run everything. So I don't really get five minutes to to wind down. And then you know what it's like when you've got family. Um, there's always something going on. 
you know, my daughter's at university. She spends more time at home than at university. You can't get rid of her. <laughs> so there's always, there's always dramas. There's always something. So I never really wind down. I'm sat here now. I've just chatted with you. I've had a cup of tea. I'll go and sit in the garden for a lovely day. Um, I'll have a little walk about, chill out tomorrow, and then and we're back on tour on Wednesday. Marvellous stuff. So, um, the, I mean, that, that is, as you said, what that's what holidays are for and everything. I didn't realise that your officers were actually in Nottingham as well. I, yeah. I thought it was, yeah, yep. it, it was somewhere yep. like London or anything, but, yeah, here you are in Nottingham. So. <laughs> yeah, many people drive past. There's a big, there's a big vampire skull on the outside of my side, and everybody <laughs> says, oh, that's where Steve Simon's office is. Uh, you can't miss us in Newark if you ever pass. Oh, brilliant. The show's uh, absolute brilliant. I mean, it, it, it's great that, uh, uh, I mean, Lester's very own Sam Bailey, She's uh, she's been in the show as well as a Green yeah. Vampire, as as, as Toya. Um, and, yeah. you know, just, just brilliant, brilliant pieces of theatre for anybody who wants to go and see a great concert mixed in with theatre. Yeah, you've got to come and see you. Um, yeah, yeah, because, because it yeah. is an experience. Uh, it really is. So, for people who want to find out more about uh, the, the tours, and as I say, your, your tours have started up again now after, after sort of COVID has relaxed a little bit. Um, how can people find out where you're going to be touring and find out more about you and, of course, this album? Well, the yeah, everybody's on Facebook now, aren't they? So um, you can find Steve Steinman Productions on Facebook. My personal Steve Steinman page is on there. All the dates get put on there. Or you can go to the websites, which is com or vampiresrock.com. Um, and all the dates are there. We're, we're coming to Nottingham Arena at the end of the year in December after last year's show was fantastic. So we've got another date back at Nottingham Arena. We're at the Newark Palace, we're at Lincoln, we're at Leicester. So we, we do a great circle of, of this area. We do we do some great shows around here. And then, obviously, we're at the top and we're at the bottom. We're in Scotland and we're in Truro and, you know, we're just everywhere. So the dates are there. Um, you just got to get on and get something booked in. Definitely. Look on the websites, get your seat, uh, seats booked online. That way you know that you've got them booked. Uh, and you can also pick uh, where you want to sit. Get close to the front. Uh, so, But text me your protectors, because I've heard it's loud. Um, but that's that's how it's supposed to be. It's a, it's a it's theatre show. That's what I always it's Rock say. and roll. Too right. So... Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, I've, I've been I've been trying to get you as a guest for absolutely ages, and I'm so pleased that we managed to get hold of you this morning, and especially with this new out well new album. It was out at the back end of last year, wasn't it? So yeah, it's still downloading, it's still creepy, it's still in the charts, and it's still there. And and, and I think we're, we're doing shows every night. People are, are are being aware of it, and they're going in and they keep buying it. So it, it's it's going to be around until my next album comes out next year, definitely. A leap of faith, and it's uh, iTunes or Amazon's probably your best uh, uh, format. Brilliant stuff. Uh, the new song, as I said, is uh, everything they said was true. Uh, any plans to release? I don't know about love because I love that song. It, it, that is a story, isn't it? Oh, um, it's gorgeous. I love it. Well, what I've, what I've just done uh, the other, uh, yesterday, I released "Fight" off the album because I was. I've been put not put under pressure, but people saying, "Why don't you release Fight for the uh, for the Ukraine fund?" And, and we all know this yeah. was um, a terrible thing and this and this atrocity. So I've released it yesterday. It's something I wasn't going to do, but the, the song "Fight." Uh, is now available to download, and all the money from that single will go 
to the Red Cross Ukraine Fund. So um, if you can get a listen of that, that's a great song because and, it, and, and the lyrics fit what's happening uh, in Ukraine. And it's uh, and it's basically they're going to fight to the death. They're going to fight till it's over, you know, fantastic. And it just so happens that that song was there. And I thought, you know what, the lyrics are so apt for the Ukraine people. And um, and I think it's like a 99p download for a single. You just download it, whether even you listen to it or not, but the money will go to the Red Cross. So that's on the album. So that's just been released. So whether I release anything else off that album, I'm not sure. Um, uh, just, just buy the old album. Oh, well, every I, song is good. I, I was just going to say, every song on there is an absolute classic, so it must be difficult picking which one to actually release as a one-off yeah. single uh, on there. Yeah. So. Tell you what, we're going to we're going to close with the title track, "Take a Leap of Faith." What I'm going to do is I'll, I'll, uh, I'm going to play "Fight" next week. Um, I am, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll mention you, that again. Yeah, I, you know, I'd, I'd have suggested that, and if it, but I've only just done it, and I've only just really, and, and the response has been amazing from people saying, "Well done," uh, you know, I'll go and buy it, and and I just hope people buy it. So we've got some. I didn't know what, how to help uh, the, the the refugees, and I, and I thought, how can I do something that that will. A benefit, and I thought this is the best way. This is, and then the song uh, is so perfect for it. So if you would play it, that'd be great. Well, I tell you what, I'm going to play that now. Uh, um, I've changed my mind. I'll play "Fight" now, and and then we'll play another track next week. Yeah, we'll just keep playing yeah. the songs we want. Track a week, Steve Diamond. Track a week. That's what we want. That'll that'll do me. It will, sir. And eight <laughs> weeks will have played the whole album. Steve, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, I'll let you get off to your garden and get yourself another cup of tea. I'm gonna do another cup of tea. All the best. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> My pleasure. Cheers, Steve. Tell our mate. Cheers.